I'm Jennifer Colosimo. I'm the president of the Enterprise Division at Franklin Covey. And you're joining us as we talk about the new world of work and how certain skills, competencies, mindsets can help your leaders, your organization actually thrive, not just survive in this constantly changing world of work. I have with me today Todd Davis. He's the Chief People Officer at Franklin Covey, as well as the best-selling author of Get Better and Everyone Deserves a Great Manager. Welcome, Todd. Hey, Jan. Great to be here. We are going to talk about something that I think people might think is tactical or operational and the importance of something like a one-on-one. -on -one. So one of the things we talk about in the six critical practices is having a leader's mindset, and then we'll get a little bit more into one-on-ones. What exactly do we mean by a leader's mindset? Yeah, I love, I love this question. So a leader's mindset is, you know, if you think about it, do I want to be known as a great leader, or do I want to ensure my team is led by a great leader? Now, I ask audiences around the world, and Many of them say, well, those are kind of the same thing, aren't they? Or I see a little bit of difference, but what, is it, what does it really mean? If I want to be known as a great leader, I probably wake up every morning and I probably do a lot of really good things for myself and for the organization and for my team. And that's great. If I wake up every morning and I want to make sure my team is led by a great leader, then I, I go to work every day thinking, what does Stephanie need to really reach her full potential? Or how can I help Aaron accomplish uh, this, this project with excellence that he's working on? So I'm doing a lot of great things, but it's through the lens of what do they need versus what's my reputation like? And, and so it's a, it's, a, it's a mindset shift. It's a leader's mindset on what the team needs and how I can help them and not, not really worried about what people think of me. Now, in the process, I end up being known as a great leader, but that's not my intent. My intent is to see how do I raise the entire team? It's, it's challenging because many of us were in an individual contributor role, and because we did so well in that role, we got promoted to a leader. And, and so we were thinking, now, wait a minute, these skills worked for me to survive and, and, and really thrive as an individual contributor, but they're different skills when you go into a leader's role, where you're thinking, how do I get results with and through others, not as a result of just what I do? That's the leader's mindset. I think people get that intellectually, but I think it's very different to have a checklist. You know, as, as we talk about one-on-ones, like, this is what a one-on-one -on -one should look like versus no, really, did you really think about your mindset and your intent? Because I'm, I don't know, but are people conscious day to day of the fact that, well, I kind of want to look important. Um, <laughs> and I want think people to think I did a good job and, you know, not being all caught up in you, but really what am I doing with the team? It sounds easy, but it does hard. Would you agree, Todd? Absolutely. Yep. Real easy, real easy to talk about the philosophy of that real hard to say, okay, this is about them. It's, it's, it's about us collectively winning and, and succeeding together, but it's not about me. It's real easy to say and real hard to do because we're all human beings. We all have egos. Well, one of the things we say is that our ideal engaged associate, someone who says, I belong here, would be able to say, I'm a valued member of a winning team doing meaningful work in an environment of trust. 
And so we, we're talking about the practice of having one-on-ones in that context. Can you really get to the root cause of issues from someone's perspective? Can you celebrate successes and look how to replicate them? So tell me what's so important about having a one-on-one. Yeah. Great, great question and great coverage you've already given it. The the one-on-ones is not some novel concept, but everything about the one-on-ones and how they're held is a big differentiator in those great leaders and those mediocre leaders. Great leaders, and this can shock some people, great leaders understand that the one-on-one is the employee's meeting, not the leader's meeting. What? Now, there are status check meetings and there are other things that are the leaders meeting, but a true effective one-on-one is the employees meeting. And so great leaders, they will send out to their employees ahead of time, whether they meet weekly or bi-weekly or even just once a month, say, hey, our our one-on-ones coming up, would you please send me an agenda of the things you'd like to talk about? And I've talked to leaders that that's so foreign to them, but that is the beginning step of making sure that your employees feel like they're a valued member of a winning team doing meaningful work in an environment of trust. It's about them. Now, I will say to my team, you know, hey, please let me know what you want to cover. I have a few things that we'll put at the end. If we get to them, great. If we don't, we'll bring them up another time. But even in that simple gesture, it tells, tells my, my team, oh, this is about me. He cares about me. I'm important. So that's the first thing. It's their meeting. The second thing, and and I know at least I'm guilty of this. Many of us are guilty of this. One-on-ones tend to be the easier meeting to move around or to put off or to say, should we just meet next week or whatever? And every time I've done that, I think, oh man, unintentionally, Todd, you just communicated to Cindy that she's not as important as this other thing you're dealing with. And I'm not saying that urgencies don't come up, true urgencies, but I think we start to get into that mode and then it becomes easier and easier to postpone or put off those one-on-ones. So the the two biggest, and there are many things that we teach in six critical practices, the two biggest are it's the employee's meeting, not yours, it's the employee's meeting, all about them. And to the best of your ability, don't postpone them, don't reschedule them. I talk to many leaders who say, do you know how many direct reports I have? It is so challenging to meet with them every week. Great. Don't meet with them every week. Meet with them every other week. Even if you could only meet with them once a month, if you hold that time sacred and that cadence sacred, you speak volumes to them about the value that they have in your life and on your team. Well, and Todd, I think it's even more critical if you, and of course it's critical if you're co-located, but if you're not co-located, You know, you think of my team that is distributed globally. If you don't connect then, they, I mean, I do this. I sit at home and think, well, I got canceled. What's more important? I got canceled three weeks in a row and nobody, I I don't see anybody when I'm working out of my home office. You can't pass in the hall and have that kind of connection. You sit at home and spin. I think in terms of valued member, it's even more critical when you're not co-located. Would you agree? Such a great point. All of these things we're talking about for, for great leaders to do have always been important. But to your very point, they have, the Andy has been up because we're all, most of us are remote now, like extra, extra, a lot. Exponentially. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. And, and so that, that connection, and, and I, I think based on what you just said, I, I, I maybe want to re, restate something I said, even if you could only meet once a month, 
I would really try and figure out a time to not do that just because that constant communication, like you said, the, the, the gap that we now have when we don't see each other in the hall or we're not in other meetings with other people um, really feels like huge gaps in between the times when we can have our one-on-ones. Well, and, you know, if some of the people on your team are co-located, then it's really easy to get a bit disconnected as well because you're thinking, oh, they're all in that room. Is anybody going to talk to me? And of course, there's collaboration and other things that we can do. But I really think one-on-ones are so critical in this in this current environment. What are some questions that leaders can ask if the person they're working with isn't used to this, right? Yeah. If you've been in an environment where you show up for one-on-ones and your boss goes through their list of all the things they need you to do and asks for updates and all of a sudden you're said, give me an agenda, like what? Nobody ever asks me for an agenda. What are some things that you can pose that get to the kinds of um, inputs that would be valuable in creating this relationship? Such a great point, because I think many people aren't used to this kind of a one-on-one, and so it can't just start to happen automatically. So what I will do, if I haven't been having that kind of a one-on-one with an employee, is I'll send them the email ahead of time saying, hey, what's your agenda? Here's what might be a suggestion. Again, language to make sure that they know they're running, the, it's their meeting. I'd love to spend, you know, if we have a half hour, we have an hour, whatever, I'd like to spend the first 10 minutes just getting caught up. I'm not trying to pry into your personal life, but I'd love to know what's going on. I remember last time we talked, you and, and your partner were building a house or whatever. I'd love to hear how that's going. And I just love to, to get to know how things are going. And then I wondered about, and you might hint towards some things they've been working on. Love to hear how this is going or, or anything else that you'd like to talk about. What roadblocks are in your way? You can, through your language, gently coach them to say, okay, this is about me, but he or she, my boss is really trying to just find out what they can do to help me. So I think you can gently suggest what they put together. And I think as you, I know as you do this, it becomes more and more intuitive to them how to start then sending you an agenda ahead of time. And there might be times, there are times when I send my boss, Paul, a list and say, hey, I only have a couple of things. I don't know if we need the whole hour or if you just want to, unless you have some other things. And then if he has some other things, I get really nervous thinking, oh, oh what have I done wrong? <laughs> but I think if you start out that way, when it hasn't been that kind of a format previously, you can gently coach them to feel more comfortable taking charge of the meeting themselves and leading out on the agenda. Well, Todd, thank you for taking some time with us on a leader's mindset on one-on-ones. And these are foundational to help engage your team around changes happening, to create a valued, inclusive environment, to get collaboration going, all one individual at a time. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.